Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. I'm so glad you joined us today. In this episode, I'm interviewing Donald James. Donald retired from NASA after a 35-year career and is the author of Manners Will Take You Where Brains and Money Won't, Lessons from 35 Years at NASA and Mama's Wisdom. Welcome, Donald. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Christina. I appreciate it. It's great to be talking to you. Oh, well, you have an interesting background. So let's start with that. Can you share that with our listeners? Thank you. Yes, I um, spent 35 years at America's Space Agency, NASA, uh, right out of graduate school. And I didn't think I was going to work there forever. Um, And that's... uh, uh, an interesting story, but when the Challenger accident happened in 1986, I got involved in some of the activities after that with our teacher in space program. And that really inspired me um, to want to work for NASA education and inspire other students and teachers and anybody interested in space exploration. So I ended up making a career out of it. Uh, retiring in 2017 as the head of all of NASA education. And so I'm a NASA guy. I love space. And um, um, although I've never been into space, even though my kids think sometimes I, I'm in space a lot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so that led to you uh, talking about manners. So can you can you start us where we need to go here? Yeah. So the you know, when I um, started off at NASA, um, you know, I thought I was a reasonably smart person, but I, I had gone away from engineering and in school and, and had changed gears. And in a nutshell, I had um, got into a program that afforded graduate students an opportunity to work in the federal government. And um, NASA actually reached out to me and I was puzzled by why they would because I hadn't studied engineering for quite a while. But my father, and I tell this story in the book that I wrote, he said, you know, it's always a good idea to do interviews, even if you're not sure you're going to um, work for a place. It's good practice. So I did that. And um, they actually um, said they wanted to hire me. And so after a few days of thinking about it, I had agreed to do it. Um, so throughout my entire career, um, I never felt that I was, you know, the smartest one around or, you know, the most knowledgeable, particularly in the technical areas. I mean, I was good enough to do the jobs that I was asked to do. But when I got to uh, the end of my career, um, which was the, you know, the highest you can get in the federal government, a senior executive, you know, there's only one person separating me from the president of the United States, and that was the NASA administrator. And the summer after I retired, I was giving a talk to a group of our NASA interns. I was invited to come back and speak to some of our interns. And one young man asked me um, if I could go back in time and talk to my younger self about what the most important thing you could do 
for your career, what would you tell them? And I said, you know, I was thinking about what my mother used to teach me and my brother. And that was that my manners will take me where my brains and money won't. And upon reflection, I think that the reason that I did as well as I did, in spite of not being, you know, a straight A student or going to MIT or Harvard or anything like that, that I learned early on how to engage people in a way where they wanted to help me and I was open to their help and I learned what I needed to learn in order to do the work I did. So I said to that young person who asked me that question, if I were you, I would develop and work on the skill set of manners. Now, I talked to them about what I meant by manners. I said, it's much more than just politeness and civility, you know, the please and thank you stuff. Um, I mean, that's important. But I view manners much more broadly. And I said, I really feel that that's what allowed me to go where I wanted to go, even in a high tech in, uh, uh, agency like NASA. And a, a couple of months later, after I gave that talk, my mother unexpectedly died. And when I was thinking about how I wanted to honor my mom, it suddenly came to me that I wanted to write about what she taught me. Because if it wasn't for her, you know, my brother and I, my brother is uh, my co-author on this, and he's a captain with uh, a major airline in the United States and has done quite well in his career. We both know that what our mother taught us about manners really got us to where we are. And so I wanted to share that with um, early career professionals and students and anybody who is interested in um, their career and their life, you know, I want them to consider their manners as part of the skill sets that they um, should cultivate and develop. So that's how I went from the space agency nerdy type of person to <laughs> talking about manners. And, and I'm, I'm very, I'm very proud of that. I love that. So, well, let's break this down. So what are um, some of the manners that you find people or rather the different ways, right? So it's about being authentic and genuine. So what are some ways that people can first become more self-aware yeah. of their manners? Well, that's probably one of the, um, in fact, I, the second chapter is, is called Know Thyself. And it's really, you know, how important it is. And, you know, I think a lot of us think we know ourselves, but I feel that the best way to get to know ourselves is to invite people who are close to us that we trust and that really love us to be willing to let us know what they see and observe and experience that we may not be able to see. The metaphor that I like to use, um, my kids typically cringe when I, when I say <laughs> this, is that, you know, we all, I think we all at some point in our daily lives, you know, we get up and we brush our teeth and we take a shower and we get dressed and do all these kinds of things. We don't really think about, you know, what we look like. Um, but if someone were to take a photograph of you, you know, let's say in your 
bathing suit or something like that. And then you look at the photograph and sometimes you say, oh, my God, who is that? You know, you (laughs) notice things about yourself that you hadn't noticed, you know, a wrinkle or maybe way more than you think you should. And I don't know, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm the only one that reacts that way. (laughs) But there's something about an external perspective of you that gives you a different insight. Um, I tell the story in the book about when I first uh, was preparing to interview for NASA uh, because of the nature of this program I was in, the the university where I went, I had to apply to the university and they, once they accepted, they went through a whole preparation thing. And one of the preparations was the interview we were going to have to do to these big federal workers who were going to decide whether we got into this program or not. And I thought I did great in the interview until I watched the videotape of my performance. And I was aghast. I mean, I said, I I might as well have been interviewing my notebook because I hardly looked up and I, 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 talk too much and a lot of uhs and ums and, and it was like horrible. But so, <laughs> so the difference between what I thought I was experiencing, what I thought, how I thought I did, and then how I really did based on the video was stark. And so the point is our manner of being and our manner of showing up in the world is something that is hard for us to see ourselves. Sometimes I really believe it takes other people to help you see that. That's why I have a chapter in the book called Who's on Your Team, a team of people to be able to say that. Now, it's, it can get very sensitive, right? Because yeah. the kinds of characteristics that I'm talking about are things like, you know, our listening skills. Um, do we text while we're in conversation or our eyes moving around? You know, there's been a lot of discussion and controversy over, you know, FBI techniques of understanding body language. And what we know is that you can't always rely on some of the traditional notions of, you know, whether or not people are being dishonest or not, because there are cues that we 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 give away and how we actually hold ourselves physically uh, can be complicated. But yet there are often tells that gives you some idea. And if you triangulate your information, Information, you know, you might be able to, to to piece together that something is not quite right. But oftentimes it takes other people to let us know that. I mean, I'm a very large person. Um, and so I know now, thanks to some people who really cared about me, that I have to be careful about just my physical presence in front of people because I've been told that if I'm a little too close or a little too boisterous, that I can be intimidating. And I'm thinking, well, I'm just a big teddy bear. (laughs) What are you talking about? It's not what my intention is that matters. It's what the effect is. And so other people can really see the effect. So manners to me is very broad. It's it's about how we show up in the world in the eyes of other people. And so being mindful of that in an organization is, is important because it could help you decide how you're going to carry yourself. Um, I've known NASA people, very, very smart people who lost their jobs 
uh, because they exhibited poor manners, right? They, mm-hmm. they were, and and they probably weren't aware that they were doing that. I, I I'm aware of astronauts who. Um, didn't make it to space. And it wasn't because they weren't smart. It's because there was something about them that the agency felt, um, you know what, I don't think we're going to put you on a crew because it's really, really important for crews to to get along and, and, and work well together. And you can't have a lot of prima donnas who think that they know much more than everybody else does. And the truth yeah. is, they probably do, Christina. I mean, they are <laughs> smart. They do know more than you are, but you can't use your knowledge as a weapon uh, because people don't like that. So so it's it's it's. It's our presence. It's whether it's genuine. I mean, I don't, I'm sure you've experienced this where you've been with somebody and you just felt like, you know, I don't really know that that's what this person is really like. I feel like I'm getting an act, you know, of some sort. Um, And so, you know, people, people resonate with folks who are, who are really who are really genuine and they're willing to be humble and, um, and, 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 and show up in a way that makes you feel that you're important and they care about what, what you think and what you are talking about. And that's why I talk about presence listening, not even just active listening, which is, you know, can you paraphrase what somebody has said, but presence listening is kind of like, you know, the priest in the confessional or when somebody, you know, is, you know, on their deathbed and mumbling to you, you're, you are so present and you are so connected to that person. There is nothing else in the world that matters. That's the kind of presence listening that I'm referring to. Well, that, that matters to people when they're like that. And, um, and so that's what I'm hoping to encourage people to consider is manners from in a, in a broad way. And I think it's a skill and I think it's a skill that can be learned. Oh yeah. Well, and I love that you mentioned intention, uh, to impact essentially, right? So the impact that you're having on others and how our intention doesn't always result in the, our desired impact on others. Any suggestions for aligning that better? Um, my main suggestion is to have a, a group of people in your life that you check in with you periodically to just see how things are going. You know, as a senior leader at NASA, you know, being a senior leader in any organization can be very lonely, right? Because everyone's looking to you and you, you kind of own everything. And it's, it's not like anybody gives you a a to-do list. You know, it's, it's like your performance plan says, you know, do good, you know, have an impact or something like that. And so, and people are intimidated. They don't want to tell you, you know, that the emperor doesn't have any clothes on. But you <laughs> need to have people to tell you that. Um, and so if you if you are aware and you feel like something isn't right or hasn't gone right, it's a good clue to check out with someone to say, you know, this is what I experienced. And I'm not quite so sure, you know, why that happened. Um I had someone tell me as an example that one of the things I learned from when I went 
to Washington, D.C. Um, as Associate Administrator for Education, which really was quite different than any other jobs that I've had, is I was someone reminded me that who I even spent time with matters to my colleagues because they pay attention to that. So my intent wasn't to exclude other people in the organization because I naturally gravitated to certain people because I can talk to them more easily or I had to deal with them. But I had to learn to be very mindful of connecting with people that I don't wouldn't naturally gravitate towards. And I think this is a a problem. I mean, it could be a gender issue. It could be a racial issue. I mean, I'm a male. I'm an African-American male. And so if I find myself um, habitually excluding certain people from my organization, from my interactions and engagements, people notice that, right? They feel like I'm not approachable, things like that. So that's an example where I didn't intend, you know, to not... You know, pay attention to Christina in the organization, <laughs> but the 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 result was I I didn't a lot because I'm always talking to you know the guys about the basketball game or something like that, and you know of course my intention wasn't to exclude you things like that, um, and so that that is one example that was very true for me, and I had to work on that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So self-awareness, you know, you have a group of people around you that are willing to give you that feedback. Uh, and I can also see maybe in the moment checking to see, you know, is my intention coming through looking at how that person's responding? But I know how you mentioned, uh, well, it just brought up for me when we do make those mistakes, right? Cause we're human. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when we're trying to connect with others in a genuine way and that intention just does not come across. What are some ways to recover from that? I think that it's a matter of practicing um, better uh, intentions and better outcomes. And uh, and if you make a mistake, you know, I certainly have learned that um, I have to own my mistakes and, and, yeah. and clean it up. Um, and and do it publicly, even if it just feels, you know, uncomfortable. Um, but then to, to really, to really work on it in a genuine way. So just to use the example I was speaking about before, if, if I'm told that, Hey, Don, it seems like, you know, you're not paying attention to the contractor workforce. We had a large contractor workforce, in our organization, and they're feeling like, you know, they don't matter as much. If I all of a sudden start doing things that seems like, um, uh, an effort to do that, like I'm trying to check a box of being real and it doesn't feel genuine, then it yeah. could come across as disingenuous. And so, I have to really examine why I would I would connect with somebody and I and the way that I talk about it is just be curious about other people. One of the things that I learned to develop was an intense curiosity about other people, not for any particular reason or goal other than people are fascinating. It's like, how (laughs) did they get to where they are? And what's their story? When you learn about people's stories, and and I learned a little bit of this from my dad about, you know, learning to walk in other people's shoes, that it's so important to remember that 
when you're interacting with somebody, even someone that you know, you really are only experiencing the proverbial tip of the iceberg. So my curiosity is about diving below the sea level to try to understand the roots of someone's um, concerns and issues and hopes and dreams and all of that and learn about you know, their family. And it it could even be something as simple as one of my favorite things I love to do, particularly with couples, is I like to ask them how they met. And I like to ask them, you know, when did they decide that they were going to get married? And what was the proposal like? And without fail, they people love to talk about that story. And I can see in their eyes, I can see in their eyes how they kind of revert back to their their puppy love days when they look at each other and, and tell the story, even when they disagree about the details of the story. But it is curious to me, you know, and and um and so my recommendation is for people just to engage people with an intense sense of curiosity about them uh, and, and, and see what you can learn. Oh, I love that. Now, unfortunately, we are getting close to the end of the time. I think we could go forever talking about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I unfortunately get very excited and um, I get this, this work for me is really near and dear to my heart. I truly yeah, believe a passion. That, yeah. That it's, <laughs> I think it's the secret sauce. My brother calls it the tiebreaker. He works in a very highly regulated industry and you wouldn't think that manners would matter. You would think you just have to know how to fly a plane. But the fact oh, is no. he, he knows people. <laughs> pilots who have interviewed for jobs and lost jobs because they showed up with poor manners. So I recommend people think about this. Oh, yes. Well, and uh, hopefully this was a teaser enough for folks to go get the book. Can you share a little bit uh, more information about the book and or your products or services for our yeah. listeners? Yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, the book, Manners Will Take You Where Brains and Money Won't, Wisdom from Mama and 35 Years at NASA. So it's really a synthesis of my mother's wisdom that she bestowed upon me. Uh, my experience at NASA, which includes a lot of training that I did, I've done a lot of training, um, and you can buy the book anywhere you normally would buy book, independent bookstores, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, uh, and it's in audio, electronic, and paperback. It's an orange book with a picture of my mother and my brother and me as little little babies. And uh, I love to talk to schools and organizations. And um, if they're education organizations, I tip, I don't charge people for it. I just love to do it. Uh, if I have to travel somewhere, I, I ask for you know travel money for that. But um, you know, I'm I'm enjoying uh, uh, really working on uh, what I call a renaissance in manners, and I really believe that's important in our world today. And, and that's, that's where I want to make my contribution in the, the last quarter of my life. So, um, I, I really Aww. appreciate, um, you, Christina, for giving me an opportunity to talk about something. And I appreciate the work that you're doing with your work with organizations. So I think that's really important as well, because it's really the same thing. It's just labeled differently. I think. Yeah. We're all helping make the world a better place. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. What is your final piece of advice for our listeners? My final piece of advice is to enjoy learning about other people 
give more than you ask. Just my purpose in life is to give. And that includes giving to myself. All right. Uh, And if you just wake up every day saying, what am I going to give to this day, including myself, then I think your manners will take you where however smart you are and however rich you are, your manners (laughs) will take you much further. If you just start your day like that, what am I going to give today? That's how I wake up every day. Oh, I love it. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today, Donald. You're welcome. My pleasure. If you'd like to learn more about Donald, visit his website at donaldgregoryjames.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit christinaeans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.